Time now for the first half of your evening news here on KCIM. This is Abby Ward reporting. The IKM Manning Community School District has approved of entering a share agreement with Tri-Center Community School District with their superintendent, Dr. Angela Huseman, for the following school year. Current IKM Manning Superintendent Trevor Miller announced his resignation last year due to accepting a new superintendent role in a different district. The Board of Education reviewed 10 candidates who applied for the open position, focusing on the qualities reported by the district's stakeholders they wish to see in the new leader, such as open communication, building community of care, manages district resources effectively, and works with administrators on ensuring the best is being chosen for the school. Huseman previously served as Tri-Center's high school principal for 17 years before accepting the superintendent role in 2016. One of Huseman's accomplishments was the establishing of a three-year-old preschool and a before-and-after-school program for Tri-T schools. Huseman says, I look forward to the mutual benefits that the IKM Manning and Tri-Center District can reap from this relationship. I especially look forward to forging new relationships with the IKM Manning District so we can work together to get the students what they need to continue to be successful. Pending official contract negotiations, Huseman will take over the leadership position on July 1st. The Audubon Lions Club will be holding the 33rd annual Farm Toy Show this Saturday at the Audubon County Fairgrounds. For over the past three decades, the Lions Club has invited collectors from around the area and beyond to show off different farm equipment collectibles from antiques to the modern day models. The toy show is open to the public and will be held in the Agri Hall building from 9 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. Admission is $3 for adults and children 8 and under are free. There will also be door prizes sponsored by local businesses and a lunch available throughout the day. Again, the Audubon Lions Club 33rd Annual Toy Show will be held this Saturday from 9 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. at the Agri Hall building at the Audubon County Fairgrounds. The Kemper Catholic School System invites the public to join them tonight for their annual town hall meeting. The program begins at 6.30 p.m. in the Kemper High School Library. Administrators, teachers, and other staff will provide a brief overview on the parochial school general position, followed by breakout sessions to review facilities planning, academic programming, the school's finances, Kemper's response to education savings accounts, or ESAs, and more. Organizers expect the program to last no longer than one hour. Former, current, and future Kemper families and community members are encouraged to attend. Carroll native and NBA coach Nick Nurse, along with a group of investors, are now officially owners of the Carroll Country Club. The group signed the paperwork last week to formally transfer ownership of the 100-plus-year-old course on the east side of town, but Nurse says the process began nearly a year ago. I just kind of got a random email from a local Carroll resident to say they were looking for some ideas on how to keep the course going. And You know, my foundation, the Nick Nurse Foundation, does a lot of work with kids and boards and things like that. And that's kind of where it started. And I just would just kind of investigate it, came back to town, obviously brought all my coaches in for the coaches retreat, did a clinic there, a basketball clinic in town and some other stuff. And, and just kind of took all the way through the last eight or nine months of looking at it and going through it and getting through some of the details of it, doing our due diligence and all that kind of stuff. And, and we ended up finally wrapping it up last week. Nurse jokes he doesn't really know the golf business all that well, so he is tapping a contact 
gift he has made during his time with the Toronto Raptors and an old classmate to help him run the country club. Got a guy that I know really well when I my 11 years in Toronto by the name of Greg Seaman, who, who runs a number of courses up there, who's going to kind of oversee some of the golf business side of it. And then I've got a former classmate of mine and like 30-year country club member at one time in his life, or his family was anyway, Michael Pringer, is going to be the GM, and he's going to really be the kind of day-to-day guy of just trying to get the thing back on track and keep it going, you know. Nurse says one of their first priorities will be some overdue work on and off the course. It certainly needs some refurbishment. We're talking about the clubhouse and surrounding areas. The course needs some cleaning up. There's certainly some course maintenance that needs to be done. I just, first of all, like to do some of that, get it to where people are proud to pull in there, and the course should stand on its own once we get it cleaned up, dig those ponds out, put some waters back in those ponds, get some of that beauty back that it's had for all these years, keep those outstanding greens. I think those are the best greens anybody can golf on for miles around, and then just go from there. I think it's not all going to happen overnight. Their other priority is to restore the Carroll Country Club to its former role as the central location for social events in the town beyond just golf. The group plans to host charity, golf outings, community events, and more in the years ahead. Nurse says golf course ownership is new to him, and the Carroll Country Club is likely to be the only one in his portfolio. This is really a community project. We like to support the community, the high schools, and a number of other projects as well. And just really, really proud and really, really humbled about where I grew up. I think the environment's amazing and fortunate to, to grow up there and always want to give back to my local community. And that's basically what it is. I think certainly it's a, it's a business that needs to be run like one, but we certainly think it's a good one that we can keep it going in the town and have a, have a great little golf course and, and go from there. Nurse adds he has a personal connection to the course as well, as he spent a significant amount of time there golfing in his younger years and when he returns to his hometown. The Carroll Country Club has been a staple in the community since its establishment in 1922. And that has been the first half of your evening news here on KCIM. We will be back for more after these messages. Haley Equipment in Carroll and Rockwell City invites you to see how much better a loader can be. New Holland Skid and Compact Track Loaders provide you with excellent visibility, an advantage that allows you to work more confidently and quickly. Get any job done with New Holland. See for yourself, Haley Equipment is your skid steer specialist. Stop into Haley Equipment in Carroll and Rockwell City today and see how much better a New Holland Skid and Compact Track Loader can be. Listen every Wednesday for the Arweva Rocket Review. The Rocket Review gives you a look at what's new each week at the Arweva School District. Rocket Review proudly brought to you every week by Holly Insurance and by Verlin's Plumbing and Heating. Hi, I'm Jim Funkin, Service Manager with Champion Chrysler in Rockwell City. And I'm Kyle Market, Parts Manager. We have a sweet Funkin' special this month. That's right. Get rid of all the salt and dirt inside and outside of your vehicle with a wash and vacuum for only $45. Dang, that's a sweet Funkin' deal. Set up your appointment for a wash and vacuum for your vehicle for only $45 now. Champion of Rockwell City, your Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram dealer. Champion, where everybody wins. Time now for the second half of your evening news here on KCIM. But before we get into the stories, let's take a look at a quick weather forecast with some weather facts. So tonight we're looking at partly cloudy skies with a low around 24. Tomorrow is going to be sunny with a high near 57. 
Tuesday night, partly cloudy with a low around 29. Winds could pick up and gust as high as 20 miles per hour. And Wednesday, we're looking at partly sunny skies with a high near 56. And Wednesday night, mostly cloudy with a low around 34. Yesterday's high was at 42 degrees, set sometime in the afternoon, and yesterday's low was 20 overnight. Sun's rise tomorrow will be at 7.10 a.m. It's getting earlier, which means the sun's been out a little longer. It's just love it. I love this time of year when the sun comes out and it stays longer and the temperatures warm up, but I'm still nervous that second winter's around the corner that it's going to hit. Record high was set back in 1930 at 68 degrees, and record low was negative 18, set back in 1936. And I am so glad we are seeing temperatures up in the 50s today. Man, it is beautiful out. I just want to be outside. I'm going to just take the studio and just place it outside and work out something today. Now let's take a look at your evening news. The Family Practice Clinic at Manning Regional Healthcare Center has been recognized for outstanding patient services with the 2024 Guardian of Excellence Patients Experience Award. The honor is presented by Press Ganey, a healthcare company that provides and analyzes patient satisfaction surveys on behalf of facilities throughout the country. MRHC was chosen for consistently placing in the top 95th percentile for their class in patient experience, employee, employee engagement, physician engagement, consumer experience, and clinical quality performance. Clinical Director Shelby Dickerson, RN, says it is an honor to receive the Guardian of Excellence for Patient Experience Award from Press Ganey. Our team works hard to provide exceptional care by going above and beyond for our patients. They truly love what they do and who they work with. Clinic staff were recognized during a hospital-wide reception on Friday, February 16th. A photo of the family practice clinic and its providers is included with the story on our website. Each year, the Iowa Department of Natural Resources holds a series of listening sessions throughout the state with Iowans, and Lakeview has been selected as one of the communities to host. On Wednesday, February 21st, DNR staff will be at the Shelter House in Speaker Park at 6.30 p.m. to provide updates on the recently completed hunting and trapping seasons, discuss potential rule changes, and address other topics of interest to the public. DNR Wildlife Bureau Chief Todd Bishop says we want people to come out of these meetings, listen to the reasons, reviews, seasons reviews, ask questions, and hear directly from our staff. Part of the meeting will be devoted to discussing potential rule changes and collecting feedback as we work through the rule process. These meetings are open to the public and any feedback received will be considered as regulation adjustments are developed. The complete list of planned town hall meetings is included with this story online. Republicans on a Senate subcommittee have advanced the governor's bill to speed up state income tax cuts, provide a property tax cut for commercial child care centers, and reduce the tax businesses pay into the state's unemployment trust fund. However, Senator Don Dawson, the Republican who leads the Senate Ways and Means Committee, says those components are going to be considered as separate bills in the coming weeks, with his own bill to gradually eliminate the state income tax in the mix. You know, right now these are all just pieces of paper people are talking about, but I do think it's important to kind of get fiscal notes and give Iowans the opportunity to weigh in. 
Governor Kim Reynolds has proposed lowering the state income tax retroactively to 3.65% this year and to 3.5% next year. Molly Severn is the governor's legislative liaison. Despite the tax cuts already delivered, Iowa ended the year with a $1.83 billion surplus, a $902 million in reserve funds, and $2.74 billion in the taxpayer relief fund. The state is over collecting from Iowans, and they, they deserve to keep more of their hard-earned money. Money in the Taxpayer Relief Fund would be used to accomplish the governor's immediate tax-cutting goals. Dawson has proposed investing that money and using the profits to gradually reduce the state income tax. We owe it to Iowa since we've accumulated those monies in the Taxpayer Relief Fund uh, to really kind of think through uh, responsibly what a long-term plan is. Senate Democrat leader Pam Jokum says getting rid of the income tax benefits the wealthiest Iowans. We will be shifting to funding state government with more regressive taxation called sales tax and property tax. And those are not good ways to try and fund state government. Jokum also opposes the plan to lower the tax businesses pay into the state fund that's used to cover unemployment checks. Because sooner or later there'll be a downturn in the economy. And then what happens to businesses, unemployment goes up and now their tax rates are going to go up to try and fill that, keep that trust fund up alive and floating, that's probably not the time to ask them to increase their unemployment tax rates. Severn from the governor's office says the governor's proposal would lower business unemployment insurance taxes by 40 percent. Helping companies of all sizes prosper, especially small businesses, and making Iowa more competitive. Severn says initial estimates indicate the tax break would save Iowan employers over $800 million over five years. And that has been you Look at Your Evening News here on KCIM. This has been Abby Ward reporting.